Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your host, Ahmad Kibi, Mr. 813. This is another episode of Halftime with the Playmakers, your midweek partner with the live show, The Playmakers, that airs on WANM FM 90.5 every Saturday from 12.30 to 2 p.m. It's good to be back in the studio with the guys, man. Yeah, Go ahead, guys. Yeah. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, DNV Leak, man. Happy to be back in the studio with my guys, man. Finna talk some good, good, good sports today. What's going on, everybody? It's Brian Harden Jr. representing Broward County as per usual, man. How y'all how y'all feeling today, man? What's going on, y'all? It's Tristan Hutton. Feeling good, feeling great per usual. You know the vibes. What's good, everybody? It's Jeffrey Hood Jr. Ripping the DMV. You know what I'm saying? Young Hefe in the building. Yeah. Guys, it's good to be back. We have quite a lot to talk about, man. So we really gonna start it off by just talking about the NFL draft. The NFL draft is currently going on right now. And, you know, a lot of things have happened. Some players increased their draft stock. Some players did not increase their draft stock. Some players set records. <clears throat> Anthony Richardson. Some players players did not. So my first question for the fellas is how do you feel that Isaiah Land did during the combine? I'm gonna start off. I feel like he did good. You know, he didn't really have his name out there. I mean, some some people knew his name. When I was watching the draft combine, it was it was like they were on edge about him a little bit because, you know, he came from FAMU, HBCU. They was a little bit on edge, see what he could do. But he put up a good 40 time, put up a good 40 time run of 4.62, did good in the drill. So I think he upped his stock a little bit surrounding like day two, day three, possibly. Coming in, I feel like he wasn't even in that discussion of day two, day three. So I feel like he did good. Uh, I disagree with you respectfully, and that's no not to uh, Isaiah Land, but considering the fact that he is a defensive end slash edge rusher, rusher, I'm sorry, he's already undersized. So I felt like in order to solidify his name being a day two, day three pick, you needed to kill the draft combine. I don't think he did that because you have other linebackers that are bigger than him, testing higher than him, and that does not work in his favor. He already didn't get a lot of recognition coming out of FAMU this year, but he finished top a, five in what forty? In one in one of the drills, he finished top five out of everybody. That's he's, one of the drill. Uh, I. Isaiah Land, That's good. Isaiah Land finished top 10 in his position group in four of the six events he had participated in. Exactly. Okay. So is that not so y'all? So wait, let me ask y'all a question. Do y'all don't think that 40 yard, I mean that 40 dash helped him, I mean, hurt him? It was definitely a little slow, but you have to understand. A lot of he slow. had to, he had to put on a, like, I think he put on like 10, 15 pounds just to even like, you know, get ready for the combine. So like, he really didn't look comfortable running. So like, that definitely takes a part into it, you know? So then that comes back to my main question of where are you going to put him in the NFL? All right. So Isaiah Land, he's he's not just a DN, and he's not just an edge rusher. I feel like you're putting him in just one category. Isaiah Land is a hybrid linebacker. So you can you can envision Isaiah dropping back in coverage. Yes, frequently. Not it's not going to be frequently. I mean he'll he'll be but that, primarily. That's what, hybrid, that's what hybrid means. You can do all of those things. Yes. No matter how many times they actually do it. Yes, he'll be primarily an edge rusher, but at times they will have him drop back in coverage, or they even line him up in the linebacker position, bro. If you want uh, if you want the full extent of Isaiah Land, you need him rushing the passer. Uh, I disagree. I agree. I think he's athletic enough to make plays in the in the uh, outfield, like covering running backs, covering maybe bigger size wide receivers. Maybe we didn't even see that in FAMU. So yes, we did. They dropped the back covers all the time. When? No, no, no. I got I got to agree with Malik though. From a FAMU standpoint, they did use him a lot in coverage. And like, here's the thing. You, you know he used to play. He used to play in the secondary sometimes, bro. Like so. My question is, my do you think that's going to carry over to the NFL? To yes. To, to answer this question. Yes. It, it can't just be simply yes or no because there's there's upside and there's downside. So like to answer your question like to this fullest extent, yes, because if he works on his speed and his agility and gets like more comfortable into his body, because again he just put on like 10, 15 pounds. If he does all that, then yes, I'm I'm, I'm confident because the bro, brother is talented. But if not, then I mean you know then 
then that's another conversation for another okay, day. Okay, time out, time out. So Isaiah Foskey, right from Notre Dame, he ran a 4.58 in the 40. That's that's barely a little difference with Isaiah Land. So my, my thing is, if, if he's running that type of speed, yes, he's putting more weight, but he's running a good speed. He did very good at the combine. I feel like he's a day two, day three guy. I mean, yeah, you might question, can he cover, you know, a Miles Sanders, Christian McCaffrey coming out the backfield, stuff like that. That's that's for us to figure out ourselves. But I feel like he did good to, be, to come out as a day two, day three guy. And I think that, like, when he came into the combine this past weekend, a lot of the scouts already knew who he was. A lot of people already know who this kid is. Like, he's the 2021 Buck Buchanan <laughs> award winner. So it's like, it's not like he's like, like not many people know of him. And the, the kid is like, he he's stuck. Like, he's jacked, bro. He, he looked like he got an NFL body. All I'm saying is, and I'm going to stick by it, if you, if you just have him rushing the passer, nothing more, nothing less, you have him come in as a third down player, you just want him to strictly get to the quarterback, absolutely draft him. But if you want him to do other things that like be a hybrid drop down in coverage, I'm going to respectfully say no. Brian, what you think? I'm agree with Jeff said earlier, or or I'm, I guess I'm agree with Tristan here. We said earlier, if you're going to be coming from a fam, you and when your name's not really out there like that, you have to show out in the combine. And I just don't think that's something that he did or showed out in the combine. Of course, I'm not going to say the combine is going to translate to what he can do on the field or anything like that. But if you're going to, you know, to make a name for yourself to boost your draft stock, you have to be able to show out. And I feel like he just kind of underperformed there in that aspect. Another guy I want to talk about is Nolan Smith. Now, I'm not going to lie, he ran a he ran an amazing 40, like amazing 40 run a 4.39 not, not play a lot for Georgia because you know he was injured so I'm not gonna lie to you like for him not being for him not playing that much and coming around a 4.39 is kind of amazing and impressive because they didn't have him in the first round but now I've seen a lot a lot of new mocks and stuff like that so now they got him projected as a first round pick and I think by him running that 40 I mean it's only up from there for him so and see that's why that's why I say we have to see who we're comparing him to because Nolan Smith like you said is probably gonna be a guaranteed first round pick now now I don't with the injury history I don't know how that's gonna pan out but if we're just going off test results which I hate just going off combine results I'm more of a look at the film what did he do in college if we just going off combine results for Nolan Smith then yeah and that's who we're comparing Isaiah Land to it's hard to say he a day two day three pick in my opinion that's a fact yeah all good takes fellas but we're gonna move on we're gonna shift the focus in the NFL and we're gonna talk about one of the major free agents in the market Derek Carr so guys reports did suggest that the Jets were the front runners to land Derek Carr but however the Saints who might I add were trying to get Derek Carr from the jump have been able to land a deal the deal is reportedly four years 150 million dollars so my question to you guys is, 100 million guaranteed too Ooh. Yeah, so you got a little bit you got a little bit of bread on them lord have mercy so my question to you guys is what is the Saints ceiling with signing Derek Carr wild card playoff <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I'm not gonna lie like I I don't get it I just don't get it I mean I mean he kind of is immediately the best quarterback in this division now. he he he, 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 def, he def, uh, watch out bro lock in yeah, that's really <laughs> but hey look 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 we could talk all day about what this means for you know the future of the Saints franchise but my question is what are we gonna like like what do we actually expect them to do now like they have a lot of questions on the offense side of the ball and on the defense side of the ball and now you add Derek Carr who yeah is a decent quarterback better than a Taysom Hill or a Jameis Winston but how far do you actually think you're defending going to get Malik. I'm not going if, if this man Malik. I need Malik to defend mind you mind you this man was playing for the Raiders for his entire career and didn't get anywhere hasn't touched the championship game I'm not gonna lie though a lot of those years with the Raiders they were terrible and that's not his fault he did what he could with what he had but at the same time I see Derek Carr for what is he that is, is that is that the same is that because because then that that raises my question then like can't we say the same for Matthew 
Matthew Stafford? Mm. Can't we say yeah. the same for, for like? Matthew but at Stafford. the same time, uh, Matthew Stafford went to a much better situation with a much better coach. I don't even know who the coach is of the Saints. I'm not gonna lie. Sean Payne. No, 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 no. It's not no. Sean Payne. It's Sean um, Payne. it's um. You don't know. Yeah, I don't even. You don't know. know. So <laughs> maybe if Sean Payton was the coach, and I knew it was like a great offensive mind behind it, maybe. But at the same time, Alvin Kamara is not what he used to be. Mm-hmm. That, uh, not Dallas. It's coach, Dennis Allen. It's Dennis Allen. Yeah, it's that, Dennis Allen. And he was he and he got reunited with his coach back from the Raiders. So. I uh, think I think they have a direction now where they want to go in the offseason as far as like who we need to surround get a surrounding cast for Derek Carr who we need to draft because you know they're first round draft pick now with the 29th pick so I feel like they have a better understanding of what direction they need to go to probably you know win it they're going to win it obviously but you know win it and probably make it as far as they can in the playoffs but I my really thing like is, that take Jake my thing is Jake Jeff, Jeff my thing is what more can you put around Derek Carr offensively for him to be successful he had Devontae Adams last year he had he also had a bottom five defense. Josh, yeah, Waller, Josh Jacobs. But, but, he, but, he got, but he got defense now. That's, of course, that's the, the, the Saints that's have the a better difference. defense, but at the same time, we can also make an argument that the Saints' offense is worse. Exactly. Than, it's uh, definitely uh, worse. Raiders. Are you because kidding Michael me? Michael Thomas is aging. He hadn't played a full season since I was in middle school. Hold uh, <laughs> 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 on, bro. We're going to have to chill. I'm like Malik. Malik, this is all facts, because it's like, it's like, bro, like y'all have virtually the same people. All y'all did was add a quarterback who's just better than Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. But I'm saying, like, this man literally over his nine career, over his nine year career with the Raiders, like, bro, he only completed like 59% of his passes. The man, he may be the all time leading passing leader for the Raiders, but like, bro, that's that's just not saying much. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what did y'all really do? Derek Carr's career. And how far, like, realistically, how far do you see the Saints going? Pretty decent. Hey, Brian's hilarious. (laughs) Uh, All right, here's my take on the the whole pickup with Derek Carr. I'm not surprised. I'm not like happy with it. I'm not. <laughs> That's, you just this, this, this just I'm making my argument but, even no, better. I mean, but look, look, you I'm, got direction now. You're not clueless no more. I mean, yeah, that's right, Jeff. But to Ma's point, like I'm making your point. Yes, I am. I I agree with you. I'm not arguing, bro. I don't like the pickup of Derek Carr. I don't like us having the pickup of Derek Carr. I said that last week. Like I just I think that this is ah uh, I don't know. I think we're moving in the wrong direction. I think that if we wanted to get a quarterback, maybe we draft one. That's what I would have liked a drafted quarterback. Who you gonna like draft? That. Who you gonna trade? Ain't, ain't, yeah. no, ain't nobody gonna be left for you, <laughs> bro. Y'all think y'all gonna get a quarterback at 29? <laughs> ain't nobody gonna Possibly, be left for you. I don't know. No, 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 you no, bet. No, you bet. You begging on Hooker from Tennessee at that point. He got a well in his. Bro, rehab. first That's of all, you really begging on all, him if, to draft a quarterback. All right, first of all, first of all, all right. If we're really gonna talk about this, the Saints have a lot of good pass with trading up to get the player that they want. With if the we draft really wanted, capital. If we really wanted a player, we could trade up. First rounder. We could trade up, bro. Let's be honest. But that's not the point. But who would you package? Who would? We would trade payers or something. We would do something. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to put it simply in lamest terms, bro. You guys have no assets to trade. There is no trading up no, for a quarterback. Have, they if have you, assets. They have assets. If like you were going to talk about right no, now. No, they have assets, but they don't have assets because if you trade away your assets, more? then you're left with nothing. No, no. Listen to what I'm saying. They have assets to trade, but in actuality, they don't have assets to trade because if you trade away your Michael Thomas, your Chris Olave, your actual assets. Well, they're not going to trade. Then, then you're done. You're they're done. Trading some of y'all the gonna be, y'all going to 
y'all gonna be joining us. Y'all gonna be joining the Buccaneers right at the bottom. Okay. They got, they got some draft picks. <laughs> you know where y'all are. Let me finish my take. Yeah, <laughs> That's crazy. Go ahead. Christian, I see that. You stuck at it. Um, okay. I like okay. We have good pieces around Derek Carr. Alva Kamara is dealing with some stuff off the field yeah, with the incident question. that happened in Vegas and all this other stuff. But we have good pieces yeah, around him. I hope he doesn't no I hope he doesn't like take this opportunity and just mess it up like he has in the past. Like, dude, you have a great opportunity here. You have a great defense. You have great pieces around you. Just just use it and use I mean, it. I'll, that's the advantage. I'll give Derek Carr some leeway. I mean, this may be a long time ago, but he did have that 2016 season where he was, as I said, it was a long time ago. Yeah. But he was third ranked third rank for MVP before Stop he got it. hurt. Stop Derek Carr, at least with some talent around him. He was him, on a roll. He was on a roll. There was a, yes, there was one so point. So there was a one point in Derek Carr's career where we, we know he could, with some talent around him, he could actually do something. So I'm not going to just say, oh, Derek Carr, he's going to go to the Saints. They're not going to do absolutely nothing. I yeah. mean, you're going to be a wild card playoff team at best, but that's not because of Derek Carr. Yeah, fellas, I would love to talk about how bad the Saints are going to be next year as much All as the next guy. But let's calm um, down. we we got to we got to move on. We're going to circle back to the NFL draft combine. Uh, let's let's kind of talk about who the draft stop got raised and who fell from the draft combine. Like who stock raised and who stock didn't. So I guess I'll start out with it because I was talking about it before the show. So we were looking at the draft projections and Anthony Richardson is projected to go number four. I'm not going to lie, and that, four might be a little bit too high, but I can understand from an analyst standpoint why because he set two different records at the combine. The man is athletic and just quite frankly, I'm not going to lie, he looked better. He looked like one of the like better quarterbacks in the draft besides Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. So like if I'm ranking them top three, I'm saying Bryce Young, then CJ Stroud, then I'm doing Anthony Richardson based on what I've seen in the combine, then Will Levis or however you pronounce his name, but you know Levis. what I'm saying? Levis. But although I hear you with the whole draft thing and I'm not taking nothing from him again, but Lee, like did we not watch him play at Florida? He's competent. Like one thing we can say, he's competent, not, not good enough but in the NFL. Are you sure, bro? Because there's a lot of incompetent quarterbacks, which is why they are not in the NFL no more. Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say we literally just but, talked about one, but he got a job. Though. He's okay. He got, <laughs> hey, he hey Derek Carr got a job though. Anthony Richardson is hoping for a Derek Carr career. Look, look. All, all I'm saying is you can't just skip over his performance in the combine because that means something. There's a lot of great players that have great like collegiate seasons, but they do crappy in the combine, and that lowers their draft stock. And that's just honest. Like this is being honest. Did he have the best collegiate career? No. No, absolutely not. Did he have one of the best combines you could have for a quarterback? Yes. That means something. I'm not gonna lie, CJ Stroud definitely solidified himself as the second overall pick because he was throwing some beauties. Dots. Oh, dots. Yes. I agree. Facts. Just to comment on this Anthony Richardson thing, I just want to add a little bit of perspective here for y'all. He ran a four-four-three. Thank you. He ran a four-four-three. Like he 40, ran, 40 and a half vertical. Bro, he ran uh, a faster a combine 40 time. Record. Combine record 10.9 broad jump. A combine, combine record. What is he gonna use any bro, one of those playing he quarterbacks? He ran a faster 40 time than half of these skills players out here, bro. He's I a quarterback. wide receiver. I understand like, come that. On, I, I wholeheartedly understand that. But, but for somebody that watches college football as much as me and I've watched Anthony Richardson on multiple, multiple occasions, when you put him up against a team that has equal that speed in Georgia, he looks awful. He looks terrible. Not just bad. He looks bad. Now, like I said, I'm not taking anything from Combine, but we have sooner or later, we have to go off what we've seen off tape. Uh, this Will Levis kid, awful. What are we talking? Why is he up? What are we doing? Oh, yeah. They are what hyping are we him, doing? bro. They are hyping him up. I'm going to go on the positive side. Uh, Deontay Banks from Maryland. Now, I didn't really know who he was for real until I turned on the Combine, and he was going crazy. He ran a 4.35 in, in the 40. Another guy I want to say that dropped a little bit was Jalen Carter because of the crash accident incident and his attitudes and stuff like that. I feel like his draft stock kind of dropped. 
dropped not out of the top 15 but it dropped out of the top three for sure i'm gonna agree with tristan here as far as not i'm not moved too much by combine stats or anything like of course running a four four three or whatever uh anti richardson ran you know all that you know it looks it looks good sounds great and everything like that but as far as what we saw on the field like how does it translate how does it like when is he going to use a 40 inch vertical on the field as a quarterback probably never when is he going to use like a, a long a long jump on the field never so like so in these situations as far as like as far as we measure a quarterback we have to go off the table what we see i'm not too moved by what a combine says as far as the quarterback's ability to play on the field and also i will say this is cool when they're throwing dots in the combine as well because I, i've seen cj stroud do it in person against georgia like one of the best defenses ever ever didn't we just watch a quarterback fool us in the combine not too long ago by throwing dots Je uh what's the name? Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson? Yeah. just fooled all of us and to think oh man he could throw some absolute it happens every year he gets on the field and looks nothing like how he looked in the combine it literally happens every I year i go off tape but I, i'm sorry i just can't take combine results too serious so um uh, for players for me who rose their draft stock during the draft uh personally gotta shout out my boy rakim jared he definitely definitely showed out for me personally for me and i i know that the scouts loved him coaches loved him that was there i'm just being honest he he was not on any he was not on any mock drafts going to the combine i think that changed after saturday that's just me though no he's gonna be at the crib with you <laughs> <laughs> great hey, comment hey this man funny i will bro. say this though uh i don't know him at all but shout out to tank dell bro that man is a demon he is a route runner he played at bcu for a couple of years his 40 time hmm. though i, I know, know I, his you, 40 you know what's crazy time, his 40, his 40 time, was time was slow but when you see him play no wait yeah he got that's, what I'm, that's what i'm saying you have to go off like take because his, his 40, 40 time, time was awful but if you see him play he way faster than what he ran yeah, it's impo like it's impossible but hey fellas that was a good conversation but we're gonna move on we gonna segue into more local sports so we're gonna talk about famu baseball so the baseball team currently is five and eight on the season not too shabby considering that they were one and eight around this time last year so with that being said they have a game today at 5 p.m which i will be covering they're playing ball state um so kind of just looking up at their previous matchups uh famu is one and three in the previous four matchups so it's been a little bit rough but they were able to win their last matchup five to three against uh ball state so my question is and i guess it's not even really like a question it's really just like more of like a statement so like i can honestly say watching this baseball team this season and i mean i guess malik can attest to it too because we've actually won a couple games out there this baseball team is good like they have fight like they're competing you know they're five and eight but let's be honest when you look at the other athletics at our university that's not bad considering yeah. that let's let's try to say what you trying to say i'm trying to say that our teams aren't good this one has promise this one has and this this promise. this this is a team that has promise like coach soup i love what he's doing with the program like they have a solid foundation they have a solid rotation of players they got a nice one-two combo uh with number 19 and number 20 on the team that they they call them the home run brothers so you know they have a nice combo and you know i just personally i like what i'm seeing now granted you know the rattlers are on a one game winning streak you know but let's hope that we can continue they won four out of their last six games that they played exactly you, so you take back what you said brian i'm, I'm not you gonna take back because someone you was talking room, crazy someone in this room was saying that our baseball team was not good i didn't talk crazy i just said i wasn't moved by their record at what was the record at that time being it was not good that's what it was it was very bad like one in five or something. yeah it was very bad and you guys were telling me that's good i was like i don't know one in five doesn't sound too good to me so they're five and eight now so they're improving don't get me wrong they're improving you gotta understand baseball is a long it's a long that's what we season said. That's you know what it's, we said. it's we gotta, a long season i'm gonna give it some time before i just go out there and say oh this baseball team is you know is this is the winning team this is the best team this is the best sports family has to offer i, 
I'm not gonna do all that yet. <laughs> I put a five to the record. girls volleyball team. Shout out girls volleyball team because easily, oh easily one of the best sports teams that family has to offer. <laughs> one of the, they're the best. They're the easily. best team. Them, them girls got hardware, man. Back to Brian's back points. to back swack champions. Well, go ahead, Brian. No, back to Brian's point. Yeah, I mean, we did start off the season 0 and five. We lost our first five games, but ever since then, you know what I'm saying? Well, we've been four and three. We've been four and three. We lost lost to Grambling this past weekend. Um, we hit 12 runs. We had 12 runs in single inning. Like yeah, but we were up against Graham in the last game. They just I don't know how they, they came back. I mean, we, yeah. we, we, we gave them the game. The score of the last game against Grambling was 16 to 20. I don't know if like they was out said, there playing blew. football or something. Bro, I don't like know I, was, I said, I don't they know they, they, no, they was up. They was up. They just blew. They bro, just they blew scored, the lead. We scored 12 runs in the second inning. And so it's like, bro, we were up like to begin the game. There's no way I could believe this team is that is that as good as you guys say. When we have 12 scores in the inning and still lose, like where does that happen, bro? It happens. It does happen. Sometimes you get into a stalemate. Like I was at a game last week, if I'm not mistaken, and that game went into like, yeah, Malik, we was at that game. That game went into like 12, 13 innings. Yeah. Like sometimes that just happens. Like blowing a 12 point lead, does it happen? It it happens. Yes. It's baseball, sir. Like football, basketball. Exactly. You gotta be realistic, Brian. You got a 12 point lead. No, it wasn't 12. Let me say. Let me say two. Let me say. Let me say a score for you. 28 to three. If you don't know, then you you just don't know sports. But yes, it happens, Brian. We talk about Tom Brady <laughs> compared to the. Uh, but I'm saying like they 28 to three, 28 to three. Like Listen, man, it's not it's not far fetched. They shouldn't have lost that game. How often do 28 to threes happen? They don't happen that often. Here's a better question: How often does two? How often do, do two actually. teams play and one team just blows a lead? Okay. It happens at least three times a week. Brian, you gotta think about it, bro. Like even in the NFL, like bro, you, you don't know how many comeback games there are. I don't know. You how guys many tell, teams? If blow you guys leads? are telling me this team has the problems and team has good and everything like that, you gonna have you, you pretty much have to show me by not blowing leads like that. Just at least hold. I didn't ask them to dominate, nothing like that. I'm just saying, just hold on to your lead. All right, so let me say this, Brian. In our conference, in the SWAT conference, we are four and one. How does like how you feel about that? Can we keep it going? Like you guys told me, it's a long baseball oh season. My God. It's a long baseball season. That's what you guys told me. We're four bro, and two, actually. Bro, where it's a long baseball we season. Have, bro, for Brian to give conference. our baseball team the props, they gotta go like undefeated the rest of the season. I'm not I'm saying already undefeated. Can we at least at least get close to 500? Can we do that? Brian, they're about to be 14 games in. This is really if they win today, they're two games under 500. Their next series are winnable games because they beat right, those teams last win, year. Let's win these winnable games first, please. Let's do that. Let's Lord do that, and then I'll see, and then I'll ble- I'll see what you guys are saying as far as our baseball team. Who's out there? Uh, yeah, the other game. Yeah, and I was asking you, do you yeah. take back after after the now the university? Now I will say that some the University of North Florida game that was that was a good game. I definitely saw some okay. talent out there. I like exactly. What I, I like okay. what I saw. All there. right, now see. I like I did like I did like the performance out there, but we as you guys you guys tell me baseball is a long season, so let's see what keeps going on as far as how we perform in the swag. And on that note, we're going to segue into college basketball. Guys, it's March, and you can't say March without saying madness. Shout out to the future. <laughs> Bro, shout out to Bree for writing that sports tease, man. That was amazing yesterday. I enjoyed that for real. But guys, March Madness is almost underway. Um, we got a big we got the Big Ten tournament going on this week. So that's going to happen. We're gonna have a Big Ten champion by Friday. But my question to you guys is just looking at all the teams and seeing how the bracket is gonna be shaped up. Can North Carolina make the tournament? If they win the ACC tournament. Yeah, they got a lot of work to do. They gotta win out the ACC or win at least two they or three games. To to make, yeah, they gotta make some noise, and I don't think that's possible. If they don't make it to the championship game, they're not making the tournament. I feel like I feel like North Carolina was probably the biggest bust because the coming in there was number one, AP number one. They make all these headline news, being on magazines, and then come out to flop like this. Like, did they lose in the championship last year? 
year? Yes, they lost to Kansas. Lost to Kansas. And look where they're at now. Unranked and kind of miserable. But as we know, it only takes, and I, I always go back to this. It was the year, I can't remember the exact year, but when Kentucky had Julius Randle. You tell me about this. I remember yeah, this. When Julius, yeah. I forgot the other guys on the team, but they had a team with Julius Randle, and they were terrible throughout the regular season. They made a run during the SEC tournament. They won, I want to say they won the SEC championship, but they lost in the SEC championship game. They got an eight seed, then they made it all the way to the championship game and lost to UConn. Anything is possible. Uh, they were awful during the regular season that year. Let me say this about North Carolina. They also lost to Duke. Let me add that they lost to Duke this weekend. I watched the game. They lost to Duke this weekend. So. And let know. me say this about North Carolina. Y'all said they have to, you know, win the ACC tournament to even like hopefully get in the, the March Madness playoff or the March Madness tournament. I don't think that's happening. I just don't think that's happening. They, there's a lot of teams in the ACC that are solid. You got Miami. You got Pitt. You got NC State. Duke always on the line. Yeah. Duke is yeah. on the line of good and not good. And I feel like I'm missing the team. But they, there's oh Virginia. Virginia is ranked Virginia, 13 yeah, right Virginia, now. Virginia. So it's like there's comp in that in that division, and for North Carolina to make it out, it's gonna be really hard. But really hard. again, I say with basketball, all it takes is one bad game. Like basketball is so like up especially in the air. for especially for yeah college and March yeah. Madness. Especially so anything can happen. Like I said, they can go on a run. They have the team to go on a run. Now will it happen? Probably not. But anything's possible. All right, guys, who do you have winning it all? That's kind of that's, that's kind of that's kind of I mean it's kind of it's that's kind of early it's, to tell. It's kind of hard because it's kind of wide open to be honest. But it if is. I had to choose two teams, I would say like I said last episode, Kansas and another team. I say UCLA. Both of them are grimy. Both of them can defend. So I like those two. Fun fact: I have Kansas being one of my early upsets in the tournament. Kansas and Gonzaga and Houston. So I like if you choose any of those three teams, you are goofy. Okay. I love I love I love that. I like that too. What about Bama? They can get up Bro. To they can have a bad shooting game. No, I was just about to say that. I like Bama. I, I love Alabama. You know I'm a Bama fan, but they, they have games where they're allowed they to three a, too much. Yeah, they can't hit a bucket. And if they don't hit, they, they're out. They're done. But I like Bama. That's if. Now, if we come out that thing shooting, I like us to win it. Brandon Miller. I like UCLA. Someone said UCLA. I like that. That was Jeff. They do have a very deep team. They have a very underrated team. No one's been talking about UCLA for real. Facts. But, but they I do like have that. a very good team. They do, and they have vets. Too. I watched they have vets. Tommy Hawkins. They And then they have uh, the dude with the hair, all that hair in his head. Tiger Campbell. Yes, like they have vets on the team, so. We'll see. Only time will tell, fellas, but March is definitely a madness month. Drew Timmy, either. Yeah. Drew Timmy? What are you, six years in college? Exactly. Anyways, that's true. <laughs> six minute type flow. As we saw with Tiger always voting the older guys. Uh, oh, man. Dang it. Nobody but say no. Houston? Y'all don't, y'all don't like Houston, Houston right now? But no. I, I like them. Uh, I like them, but not to win it all. Bro, the problem with it is, is all these teams can be beat. It's not one team that's so dominant. We're like, okay, I don't think they can lose. Like we've seen yeah. Houston lose this year when they were a number one seed. Lost so it's Temple, like that was crazy. So it's like, so it's like they will. I forgot the other team. No, you didn't. Yes, I you did. didn't. You didn't get the other team. Who they lost to? <laughs> they lost out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, all the teams are very beatable. But like I said, if you put your money on Houston, Gonzaga, or Kansas, you're done. Fools go. Fools go. Fools go. We gotta do a bracket. We gotta do a bracket. We do gotta do a bracket. We we actually should do a bracket. We'll do our bracket. So moving into some NBA news, I wouldn't really. This is this is not really breaking breaking news to me, but this is just news that happened (laughs) with John Morant. So John Morant is currently suspended indefinitely.
Bailey for waving his gun on an IG live video. In the club. I just can't. Well, he's I, suspended two games. His yeah. return is indefinite. So they don't they don't give him they're not giving him a timetable of when he can come back. It's really up to him to, you know, get his stuff in order and then um make his return to the team. And I had seen something today saying that he's currently being investigated. By the yeah, he's being investigated, man. It, it's it's not looking good for bro, cause I just I, you know, I just my thought process was kinda like why? Like why? Like I, if you if you if you know what we're talking about, the video that we're talking about is you know, just watching it, it's just like why? You could have turned up in the club without the gun, brother. Like why? It was so many questionable things about that video. One, he was in the club with his shirt off. Shirtless. And then pull and like and then pulled the gun out. So it's like what kind of what kind of environment are you in right now? That's what I'm saying. That's why you feel like you have to do this. It's not even that. I mean he's been on he's been on this kind of track since the summer. He got an encounter with the police in the mall, then throwing a basketball at a kid's face and then proceeding to beat him up. Now this it's kind of like, dude, you're on a track of 230 million waiting on you. 230, 250 million waiting on you. And you do something like this, like, bro, where's your dad at? Your dad used to come in, like tell you, like, yo, you can't be doing this with the whoop. Or your homeboys, especially your homeboys. Like your homeboys you tell me, like, yo, man, like you can't be doing this. Facts. So. I agree. I mean, Tom Ray also had uh his friend, that one friend that did a gesture to somebody, I believe. Yeah, lighting, lighting yeah, the gun, hell. putting a gun to the uh Indianapolis Pacers bus. Like, come on, man. So what are we doing? He's just bringing fault, on negative. <laughs> he's just bringing on negative attention that is not needed. And like this man got like all the potential in the world. But I had seen something on Twitter. I just want to see what you guys think about this. So it says Stephen Adams recently said in a players only meeting that the Grizzlies need to stay away from going out and show better discipline on the road. I agree. This was before John Morant posted the video bro, the gun. Bro, I 100% agree because like, let's be clear. Like the Grizzlies are good, but they play so cocky. Like, bro, like they're they're like the they're like how the Pistons the were. The bad boy Pistons. Yeah, yes. Say that. Yes, bro. They're like the bad boy Pistons of this era of nah, the NBA. Bro. Bro. The you want to be on and off I'm the not going to say the bad boy Pistons. Pistons they're more like that 2000, early 2000s oh. Trailblazers team with the Rasheed Wallace, Brandon Roy. Yeah. That team, that were, Rasheed Wallace from that team literally has but, a record that literally can never be broken but technical fouls. So but, I think they more like. But chip me out, team. though. Chip me out, though. But it's like, it's like, yeah, like, like I think we can all agree that they're actually, a, like, the Grizzlies are a good team. They're a top five team in the West. They're probably a top 10 team in the NBA. That's fair. That's given. But you just watch how they play. Like, they play like so entitled and like they really, when, when you play the Grizzlies, it's more of like a mental game. You feel me? Like, you got Dylan Brooks always talking to every star player. You know, even, even a clip when he was talking with LeBron and everything like that. Like, you know, like, that's the king, bro. Like, how you gonna talk junk to the king when you not good? <laughs> like, what, how you gonna do that, bro? That man don't even have 2,000 career points and you talking to the king like that, bro. You not feel having, me? Like, not having 2,000 career points is crazy. I'm pretty sure Dylan Brooks had more as 2,000 career uh, points. You sure? Because I, I didn't, I just saw not too long ago, maybe like last week or earlier, like or the week before that, some player in the NBA that's been playing not nearly as long as Dylan Brooks just reached 2,000 points. So I don't know, bro. But we can always look that up. Dylan Brooks, I love, I love betting the under on Dylan Brooks. I'm not gonna lie, he's been really they're young, bro. Like they're young. They're, they're trying to act hood. Like, bro, you got all this money and you want to act hood. I don't get it. I don't get, I don't it, get it. I don't get it either. Like he has like literally like everything in front of him. Michael Wilbon on ESPN, he had a great take the other day. He's saying that like, do you not does John Morant not understand what's at stake? Not as far as like him playing right now, but him just being the face of the NBA. It's like, gonna crash when out. We, when we look at Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, like these players that are paved the way. Paved the way. They're, paved the way. They already played everything right that they showed that they are the face of the lead they kept the clean image the entire time and the nba continues to pay them charles Barkley just turned 60 years old and he's still collecting nba checks so it's like when you're the face of the league you're facing way you're facing so much more than just
just your playing career there's so much they're gonna offer you after you're done playing and i thought it was just a great take from michael wilbon to like let him know that like, just john morant realized what's at stake here it's more than just his playing career it's his life following that as well they they saying that it's reported that he brought the gun on the team playing like gonna crash out bro how stupid do you have to be bro it might be punishable by 50 plus games yeah facts if he brought it if he did bring the gun on the plane he, he's gone for the rest of the season like how stupid do you have to be there's a parade outside his city <laughs> <laughs> like come on bro you have to lock in and here's another thing it, this is where it goes back to like keep your circle close bro i don't know who he got in his circle but it's not the right dudes man they're not they're not giving him the right advice they're not telling him the right thing so that's the problem y'all think he and the nba young boys and that's his problem right now he need to chill out go ahead and collect these 200 million dollars or 300 million dollars that's coming to him and just leave all this hood stuff behind there's no whether john moran is really like that or not like that he don't have to be at all you can kind of just leave that behind go ahead and play point guard for the grizzlies and then keep it pushing it's a very unfortunate situation hope it gets better for jaw like i said the grizzlies are definitely in the top five in the western conference right now if jaw was suspended for the rest of the season it's not looking too good for them considering that you know last season when they was in the playoffs and he got injured you know they lost to the warriors the in that series grizzlies are number two <laughs> yeah. in the western conference right now so right not, so, so like, talk about an unopportune time to have all this going on <laughs> with the playoffs right around the corner but guys um we're just gonna have to see what happens all right guys so our last topic for today we are going to discuss the bucks and the celtics so guys who do you think is going to finish off the eastern conference with the first seed so, the bucks yeah the bucks Why? and Giannis, i trust Giannis is the best player in the nba we're not gonna overcomplicate it fact he's the most dominant player in the nba he's the most consistent player in the nba double the facts unless he's injured so not even because he's injured he'll be injured in july 25 and 12 still. that's true i like the bucks every time i'm gonna always go with the best player on the team and plus he has a great team around him it's not like it's just him and nobody else he has a good team around him now they are aging they are getting old so i'm very interested to see what they do after this season if they don't win it all but the celtics have a great team they're playing hard for each other and i think they're on a mission because of what happened to them in the finals last year but they lost a couple of games they're kind of struggling right now and didn't they just move to the knicks yeah yeah they oh did gosh. bro that's Bro, Malik, bro, you remember, bro, um, Malik was out. We were watching the game the other night at my house, and like, bro, Malik, you let's go, so Nick. annoying. Let's go, Nick. Oh, let's go, Bounce Nick. first round. Let's bounce go, first Nick. round. Bounce first round. Celtics. Sit down. I, I say the Celtics. The Celtics just lost to the Nets, Knicks, and Cavaliers on a three-game Okay, but check right me out. That's but not check good. Me out, though. But check me out, though. The Cavaliers are awful. Team. Yeah, they are, but check me out, though. The Bucks, like, the Chris Middleton hasn't really fully played for real, for real. Like, he's been cut off the bench, limited minutes sometimes. I'm not – I got to see him at full full potential to say the Bucks. That's why I'm going with the Celtics because we got defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. J Jalen Brown Marcus, and uh, Jason Tatum are probably the best duo right now in the league. Let's slow down. Um, right. Kevin Durant and Devin Burger have been going okay, absolutely crazy. Okay, small sample. I'm talking about the whole season. This is a small sample. We're going off a small yeah, sample. Kevin okay, Durant, cool. Devin been going kind of stupid. If, if we're going off a small a sample. small sample. Can they say healthy? Yeah, we're, we're going off a small sample. Plus, they got depth, but Derek White, I mean, come on, man. They got depth, for sure. Come on, they man. Got depth. They got depth. Yeah. Come on. So do the Bucks, and the Bucks are hot right now. Coming off a of 14 game. No, history. they're very hot, but I'm just saying I gotta see him at full strength with Chris Middleton actually playing. This man hasn't really been playing. He come in, play a couple, then get injured. Come in, play a couple, then get injured. Like, and, the, and the Bucks on, are man. a completely different team. And that's which is scary is that they're win they want a 14 game win streak. Giannis was out, they kept winning. Chris Middleton was out, they kept winning. So like as far as like, and they beat some, they beat some good teams during that time. They beat the Celtics during that time too. So it was like they're not, they're not just cruising. By by these other teams like even when their players are out they're winning these tough games against top teams even when their top players aren't playing so like as far as milwaukee they're just getting hot right now 
out kind of towards the end of the year, going into the playoffs. Which so, is perfect. Which is a perfect time to go crazy. We see it happen right. in the NFL all the time. Yep. It's not it's about, all like, about when you peak. It's all about when you peak. And right now, the Milwaukee Bucks are peaking. I see what you're saying. Well, guys, we are going to just have to wait and see. This has concluded this episode of Halftime with the Playmakers. Again, this is your midweek partner with the live show, The Playmakers, that airs on WAM FM 90.5 from Saturday from 1230 to 2. So we're going to get into my favorite part of the episode, which is shout out. So I'll start off by saying shout out to God. Thank you for allowing me to wake up and have another opportunity to be great. Thank you for the guys in the studio, Tristan, Jeff, Brian, Malik. I love you guys. Yes, it's sir, always a pleasure too, going to work with y'all boys in the studio. Today, we started off a little bit rocky, but we still pulled it in together and, you know, we made a great show. So I'm proud of y'all. Always proud of y'all. And shout out to WAM for allowing us to just have this opportunity. And I'm gone. Go yeah, Malik. man. Shout out to, shout out to y'all boys, man. Like, I really, I got like a lot of love for y'all boys, man. We really locked in, but shout out to me. I'm about to graduate. Shout out to my family oh, for always supporting that's me. five episodes in a row. Malik is shouting himself It's out. episode 11, man. We keep going strong, man. I'm proud of y'all boys, man. Yes, sir. I want to say, first and foremost, I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for everything he's done for me as a whole and my family. I want to shout out the guys in the studio with me. I want to thank my family for supporting me, loving me, constantly being in my ear, whether I'm up or down. As, as far as the guys being in my ear, whether I'm up or down. I want to thank my friends back home or here at FAMU. Yeah. Bro, you would thank y'all winning Grammys the way y'all think it everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be grateful, brother. <laughs> Podcast of the year. We coming real soon Talk for that one. Family, we are hey, coming for that one. Let me go ahead and let it be well known to all the listeners. I don't like none of these people. I know they talking about cap, brotherhood, cap, man. Cap, 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 so cap. Cap. Hey, take that boys. cap off, my I love boy. these boys. <laughs> I love these boys. With everything in me. Shout out to my family. Like they said, shout out to W.A.N.M. Shout out to uh, my Word Around Campus family, too. They always keep me up. So shout out to those guys. Shout out to D.A.N.T., wherever he at. Yo, D.A.N.T., please. Hey, we going to need you to return soon, brother. Missing him. Got to put an ad on the milk carton or something. Shout out to uh, shout out to Shout out to my young one, Mike. He up and coming. Shout out to him. He y'all will hear his voice sooner or later. But shout out to him for sure. Shout out to everybody in the street, man. Got a lot of love for y'all. Love y'all boys. You know it's another great episode. I'm a reflection of everybody love and support. Again, I would be nothing without you guys. You know what I'm saying? So we just appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate everybody that support us. And shout out Terrence just because I got one last thing to say before we go. So this is our last episode before spring break. So there will not be an episode this week. But there's no need to fear there's plenty of episodes that you can re-watch re-listen to and we got a lot and, more and, on the and way trust we have a lot we, we have a lot we have a lot planned for after spring break we, we we were just talking about a lot of new ideas and everything like that so i'm excited i know everyone else in the studio is excited and i swear before i graduate we are going to get podcasts of the year sports podcasts of the year that's that's my mission i'm telling you that's my mission but without further ado it's been real love y'all peace